Generation Radio with Kendall Moore, WVON AM 1690. Let's talk about it. Come on. New Generation. Kendall Moore Talk Radio, WVON AM 1690. Streaming live from the web, WVON.com. Let's talk about it. What up, what up, everyone? Welcome to the Kendall Moore Show on WBON 1690 AM, the talk of Chicago, the voice of the nation. Who am I? It's Westside Wheel, once again, sitting at the helm to kick the, short, kick the show off. So sit back, relax, put your mind at ease. Westside Wheel's on top to take you to your next stop during this first hour of the Kendall Moore Show. I want to thank everyone out there listening to us uh, on WVON 1690 AM, the traditional station, those who are listening to us on iHeartRadio, those who are also listening to us on the uh, .com and the Facebook page, and also the Kendall Moore page. And for those of you who possibly have uh, missed many of the shows, missed some of the shows, you can definitely go to thekendallmoreshow.com and catch up. Uh, before we get started, I want to make the usual rounds within the studio. The greetings, of course. I am sitting here with Miss So Dope Sandria. Hey, hey, everybody. And Miss Nella Beretta. Hello. Isaiah the Eye is watching us. He's <laughs> silent, though. And, of course, Miss Naya Fire is in the studio. And Super DJ, DJ Delvin is uh, assisting what? right now. All right, you heard that? You heard that? Generally, we would have someone else sitting in the booth, but they'll they'll be there. Uh, they'll be here shortly. Uh, so, what's going on, Sandra? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's been a, a good week. It went by really fast. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I, how did we get to Friday? Yep, yep. How did that happen? I feel like we were just here. Well, uh, less, uh, not a lot of controversy, I don't think. But <laughs> that's debatable, right? Right. What's up, Netta? How are you? I'm well, thank you. I am. Glad to be back. Okay, glad to see you all. Glad this was like the longest, all. shortest week ever. It was the <laughs> longest, shortest week. <laughs> it mm-hmm. feels like it's Friday again. Yeah. But there was so much that still just, Yeah. each day was long and drawn out. Sounds like so, a Twilight Zone episode. It, you know what? I think we're all in the Twilight Zone for the last several months, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So, uh, what do we got on deck this evening? Some some uh, public schools and public private schools. school talk. Okay. Apparently okay. some uh, mysterious troll dogs. Some sex talk. <laughs> some sex talk. <laughs> some relationship talk. Okay. A little bit of everything. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you know, uh, I was a public school kid. I thought you were going to say a public school teacher. I was like, Will, you well, have no, had I did teach all in the public schools the short. I, I, was, I was a all substitute. I was a substitute teacher in the public schools for a short period of time. But I was a public school kid that hung out with all the private school kids. Mm, okay. <laughs> I, I Get think, them in trouble. I think 
I was the unsophisticated one. No, I wasn't, but yeah, I was. But anyway, <laughs> you, you know, no, I was I was the unsophisticated I one. I don't know. The you thespian. Know, yeah, well, you know, it's it, it's it's not easy. It's not easy <laughs> out here, you know. But uh speaking of school, one of the things we are talking about this evening is how uh children will be doing virtual learning uh in CPS mm-hmm. this year. Uh opposite the Catholic schools under Blaise Supich, he has said that uh, the Catholic schools will be in attendance. And they'll be doing both. They'll be doing virtual and uh, ha- actually have the children there. And, you know, that's kind of it's kind of funny because earlier in the week, the teachers union uh, talked about going on strike mm-hmm. once again. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know. When you, when you think about the teachers union going on strike, you, you, you're saying to yourself, "Wow, these kids, man, <laughs> they haven't they had, had much a of a year. school year yeah. at all." You know, because yeah. they they missed like four weeks in the beginning of the year, and and you know now with the coronavirus and everything hitting, they haven't had a whole lot of school at all, and and it seems like we're about to go right back into it. Well, hopefully the, the strike is was averted because I think the strike. Uh, was put forth as an option when it looked like the schools were going to reopen. Mm-hmm. So almost kind of forcing Mayor Lightfoot's hand, so to speak. And so once she did what she did to say, you know, CPS schools will not be reopening, it'll be all virtual, mm-hmm. then, you know, the teachers were able to respond in kind. Yeah, so you think the uh, teachers union may have persuaded her to rethink that? With them going on, okay, being controversial, but hey, <laughs> well, no, because I think, she says something else. But you I know. think that's a, a, probably a big part of it. Because even in an article that I read, somebody from the teacher union uh, camp, and I forget his name, but he made a remark to the effect of, you know, it's a shame that we had to threaten striking in order for this to happen. Hmm. So I think that was probably some of the the motivation for them going that route. Okay. Uh, I think we have a guest that just walked into the studio. I don't believe I've had the pleasure of meeting this young lady, but I have <laughs> heard her on the radio. I believe this is Miss Hannah Neely. Is this Miss Hannah Neely? Yes, it is. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. It's, it's good to connect the a one and only. Yes. with a name. Absolutely. You know, yes. when I got into the studio, I thought I saw somebody over in the booth. But I wasn't sure. Yep. You know, sometimes a man plays tricks on me. It yeah. does. It's me. Okay, <laughs> but it's an honor, privilege, and a pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Now, we got to give you a name since oh. we since, since, since you're coming on the show in the evening here I right know. Now. We got to think of a nickname. We got to give her a nickname. Okay. <laughs> and you said it's Hannah. It's yeah. Hannah. Hannah. Hmm. Okay, but it cannot be Hannah Montana. I know. It can't be Hannah Montana. That was for so many years. I don't even want that. I have a creative nickname that I already kind of go by, and I love it. Okay. Do tell. It's my rap name, too. Okay. Okay. All right. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town Hannah or just Cape Town? Just Cape Town. All right. All right. Okay. (laughs) Just Cape Town. Yep. I've visited Cape Town before. And that's what it is. I want to go so bad. It's beautiful. It is. It is. I just want to take the time to acknowledge you. Thank you. And, and, and say welcome. Welcome to the 6 o'clock hour on a Friday night where we get kind of crazy. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready <laughs> you know, to get crazy you with you guys. Seat belt. You let's, got your seatbelt? Let's belt? do it. I do. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm just getting her ready, WVON family. She don't know sometimes. You right. might not know. But getting back to the conversation, uh, yeah, like I asked earlier, do you think that the the 
public, uh, the, the teachers union played a role in her persuasion. Oh, definitely. And, you know, I look at that. I look at how the Catholic schools are going back. But here's the thing. Lori is in charge, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Mm-hmm. She's on the west side, by the way. I, I was talking to a friend. <laughs> shout out to my friend Hannah Hawthorne. Uh, I'm sorry, Latrina Hawthorne, Hawthorne over on the west side mm-hmm. in Moore Park. Uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot was at an event, and I said I would shout out. Thank you, Latrina, for giving me that Facebook Live opportunity. But, um, you know, she says that the numbers, are, Lori says that the numbers are going up, and that was w- one of the things to influence that perhaps all the kids oh, definitely. should yeah. definitely mm-hmm. just do virtual. Yeah. Uh, because it, it's not really, it's not really, they're it's not, not really wise. confident right now. So yeah. she's saying it was the numbers and not the strike. Well, yeah, well, the potential strike, yeah. Because at the end of the day, what you can't have, I mean, whether students are in a physical classroom or at home, at least they're still learning. But if you have teachers strike, that's mm-hmm. a whole different animal that can affect either of those I- outcomes. So I think I-, I would imagine that she would have a thought that we can't let we can't let that happen. Yeah, and we got you know, to remember we can that. debate all day back and forth whether it's you know virtual or go to school, but we cannot have teachers strike. Yeah, and, and we got to remember too that Lori is the mayor of all things public. Yes. Public dollars, public tax dollars, you know. And uh, she's not over the uh, Catholic schools, which is an independent uh, entity. Yep. You know, so here's the thing. If you are a parent uh, from the, uh, and you send your child to Catholic schools, what I want to know, and please call in. I know, we're looking 591-1690, yes. 773-591-1690. Tell us what do you think about your children starting back to school uh, in Catholic school and, you know, um, and under these conditions. Because here's the thing. Blaze Supich says that they will take precautions. He says that uh, children uh, over the age of five must wear a mask. Yeah, I think it's over age two. Okay. So before we go back into this conversation, let us take a break. We will be right back, folks. Stay tuned. Getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation. Welcome back to the Kendall Moore Show on WVON 1690 AM. That is the SOS Band. Those of you who are not familiar, all you young ones out there, that's a um, that's a hit. It's called <laughs> "Just Be Good to Me." Yes, they would call that a bop. Yes, today. Yes, yes. yes, yes. yes. When I was a youngster, <laughs> that was a youngster and dancing in the living room with my big sister. 
<laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, shout out to my can big sister, Bertha. Right. Um, I was going to say that. I, I, I can do a little two-step. I'm okay. Two I'm step. all right. Okay. Two-step, maybe three. Maybe a three. We'll, we'll you know. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to break dance at one time. You know what? I tried. I can't even, I can't even imagine it. Don't. West Side Will. <laughs> I can't imagine. Could you footwork? You're from the West Side. Could you footwork? Uh, No. No, <laughs> no. I, I have tried it though, you know. But uh, the, the devastation that I left behind, all the, the bodies, devastation. all the bodies left behind, it wasn't a good idea. Can you do the so percolator? Can I do the percolator? Used to percolate and the a West Side bit. percolator. Used to percolate a little bit, you know. But now I'm like all <laughs> the other guys now. I just, I just like you said, I just buy. Right. We gonna get Will percolating on. Those. I know the live. next time we're we able break. to have like an event, a WBON Kendall Moore Show <laughs> event. <laughs> We will make sure. Forget Uh-oh. the event. Yeah, I'm talking about on the break. Uh-oh. We're going to be Uh-oh. percolating. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. that you got to be on Facebook Live to catch it. Uh, right. I don't know. Make sure y'all tune in. in. But, you know, the, the, the kids going back to school. Look, they're going to be percolating. <laughs> right. They're going to be percolating. They're going to be percolating right back to virtual learning. Right. Right. Exactly. Because they tell, hey, they're telling the uh, school not board to just be good today. You know, you know. that's what's going <laughs> on. That's what gone. that song was dedicated to them. Just be good to us. It's you about know. the children and the teacher. I mean, everybody who has to work in education or any public place. I mean, safety is the utmost concern. But yeah, you want to be especially mindful with children. And so I, I appreciate what CPS is doing. But I'm a little bit concerned about Catholic yeah. schools. The Catholic, the private schools, period. I'm, private. I'm concerned about that. But yeah, because uh, if you are a parent, and I know there are quite a few parents, parents especially African-American parents, who send their children to Catholic or private schools mm-hmm. and they're deciding to stay open, we would really like to hear your voice, your opinion on this. Are you going to send your kids back to school and and how do you plan on sending them back to school? What, what are some of your preparations once you do that? Mm-hmm. Please give us a call. The number is 773-591-1690, WBON. Yes, and if you're a teacher, definitely call in. So if mm-hmm. you are a private school teacher, how, how are you feeling about this arrangement? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just cause for concern for me. Right, you right. You know, students, yes, there can be a guideline set forth to say, you know, students and employees must wear their masks indoors. Mm-hmm. Um, you must social distance. And you can have this whole list of rules, which I'm sure CPS right. had a similar list of rules. But how do we get young people right. <laughs> to adhere to those rules for an entire school day in every situation because all it takes is one one moment it doesn't Mm -hmm. even have to be one day of school so i know they talked about a hybrid model it doesn't matter if you have them in school two days or five days it just takes a moment one interaction to say i touched you or breathed on you or whatever and that could be the catalyst yeah and if you are i'm sorry mm -hmm. um so that's the thing as far as all day all day with these rules and will the kids adhere to them so looking at the catholic schools and their plan to reopen one of the things that they're requiring is that the kids do wear masks all day long Mm -hmm. unless they are at recess or at lunch when they're socially distant you can't even get adults to not pull the mask (laughs) off their nose at the grocery store how or put it on their nose let's start (laughs) there i'm guilty of that (laughs) <laughs> because they're hot. Right. And they're hot when you're outside in the fresh air. They're going to be hot when you're in the classroom and you're cooped up. 
Um, another thing that they're implementing is a cohort system. Mm-hmm. So they're making sure that basically the kids are separated by their homeroom classes mm-hmm. and they're going to stay with those same students all day. So if there is an infection, it can be quote unquote contained, contained. within that cohort group. So everybody and gets see, it together. And here's exactly. the thing though, like in theory, that sounds good. It's like, okay, you have your cohort. These are the people you're with every day. But when those students leave school, right, they're not just going back to their cohort. They're going back to their families. They're going back to everybody that they pass on the street. If they walk home, mm-hmm. if they walk home and decided, hey, I want to stop in the store and grab a juice. And so there's all these other interactions. You can't just keep it contained mm-hmm. to that cohort because they're not living in a bubble. That's true. And I don't think that their concern is what happens when they leave. Their concern is if the kid brings an infection back to school, mm-hmm. that they're not infecting the whole school. They're containing it. And then they can do the contact tracing because you have a, a, a focus a frame group. of reference. Exactly. But what wasn't clear in their framework is if the kids will still be changing classes Mm -hmm. or if maybe the teachers will be coming to them in the same classroom all day. I wasn't clear about that because I don't know how you keep them socially distant in the hallway. Yeah, and and we're talking about high schools as well because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of Catholic high schools. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Mount Carmel is going to be open or St. Rita or Leo. You know, those are uh, very well-known Catholic high schools here in Chicago and you know so many other questions like if you're a Catholic school teacher how do you feel about this situation right do you feel like you want a union now (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean yeah you know because it's like private entities are different yeah I mean the teach some I'm sure there are some teachers who don't feel they don't feel comfortable with going back to work in that way Mm. And I, I've read that some people have to sign waivers or they, they're trying to make them sign waivers when they go back to work. And I I'm wondering, that is well. that something they're going to be doing that if they get the if the virus or the infection that they cannot sue the employer? But mm. I'm just wondering how they're going to handle that. If you are a teacher, if you are a student, if you are a parent, please feel free to give us a call uh, at 773-591-1690. We want to know how are you going to handle the situation of sending your children back to school. And I believe we do have a caller on the line, actually. Uh, Hold on one moment. Hello, caller. How are you? What's going on, Delvin? It's Pierre, man. How are you doing? All right. How are you? Uh, Are you? Well, this is not Delvin. This is Will <laughs> uh, of the Kendall Moore Show. We're actually on uh, the air. Are you, you are calling live. us? Or are you calling Delvin? Uh oh. <laughs> Delvin. <laughs> Look here, man. Don't have your bill collectors calling me, man. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going to take a break, folks. We'll be right back at the Kendall Moore Show. Getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation. Bye. 
Well, welcome back to the Kendall Moore Show on WBON 1690 AM. Um, what, hey, y'all, Devin, question. What's, what is the artist on that song? This is the Blackbirds. The Blackbirds. Walking in Rhythm. Walking in Rhythm. Okay, great. Yeah. I couldn't remember the name of the group. That's um, shocking. I, hey, sometimes I, I, it misses me sometimes. But I, that's what the children are planning on doing this fall when they go back to school. Walking Rhythm. Walking Rhythm. Walking Rhythm, trying to get home. I, I would assume once they start, you know, hopefully everything works out. But going back into the conversation, uh, has young people... Um, of high school age begin to start back in the fall. Uh, some will be doing virtual. Some will be uh, right there in the classroom. The questions that we have is how are parents going to handle their children going to school? Are they going to be working? First of all, that's a lot of questions there. Are they going to be, well, how are they going to handle that? And it's a continuation of the conversation that we've been having for the past several months because some parents have been experiencing the snowball effect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the children were already behind at the end of that school year, and now the parents are juggling child care and parenting and education, mm -hmm. and now they're going to stay home and you have to be responsible for basically homeschooling your child yeah. for the next school year. So that is, uh, we need resources. Yeah. A, a we need lot some of resources, resources, especially, you know, two-parent households as well, but especially the single-parent households, mm -hmm. you're only one person. How do you handle all of these different things, especially yeah. if you're one of those parents that yells at your kid for getting the answer <laughs> wrong? Uh, <laughs> A Gestapo parent. That's what you are. <laughs> I said right. if you have four pineapples. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I remember those days, sitting in the, with the kitchen switch. with my mom and doing the math, boy. I remember Just those right. days. And how is that supposed to work? So if your child is at home virtually learning, and let's say, you know, you were able to keep your job and you are working through this pandemic, but you're working from home, you're trying to do your work. You yeah. can't sit with your child and help them with theirs as well, right. which if you have a younger child, that's probably what you might need to do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, this is... I don't know if there's a, a right answer or a wrong answer, you know, should students be in school or not in school, but either way we slice it, there are going to be some issues. Yeah, because you know what? So many questions. What's the financial aspect of that? Here's the thing. Do you think that what's driving the uh, archdiocese to open up their Catholic schools, is it the possibility of you know, they need the income. You know, Catholic schools have basically been hurting for a while. Private schools, they've been hurting for a while. Do you think that's driving, what's the main factors driving them to bring the kids back into school so that the parents can pay the tuition? But here's the thing. How are the parents going to pay the tuition, especially now with the, the extra additional $600 being gone? Mm -hmm. They're not working at home. So many questions, and I'm just trying to, figure that out and wrap my head around that. You know, if you are a parent of a ch of a child and you're sending them to private school, Catholic school this fall, we want to know how you're going to handle that. Please give us a call at 773-591-1690 AM. Will, would you send your, your child if you were a parent and your child was in a private school, Catholic school, and they said, hey, we, we are resuming classes on campus. Your child can come on back. I, I got to be honest with you. My son went to a private school. I just don't know. I Most likely, I would have to say no. I mean, that's just me. 
You know, I would have to say no. The chances of him contracting that and bringing it back, I might have to consider transferring him or try to try to figure out if they have a virtual option. Yeah. Because and they are doing so. The the cap the private schools are doing a virtual option. Okay, and, and yeah, that would have to be it. Here's the thing, though: people who have younger children who you can't necessarily leave at home mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. working. Uh, and every job is not at home. Every job is not right. at the computer. You know what I mean? Some people have to leave. And this is not, I'm not trying to be, you know, say anything bad, but people do rely on schools, you know, to send their kids to kids supposed to be in school while they go off to work. That's the you way know? the system was set up. Yeah, but still, there are <laughs> so some people, and it's very the controversial, parents. there are some people that generally do, I believe, generally just do use school as a babysitter, but we're not on that. Right. I'm just saying, if you are working, you know, how are you going to deal with that, especially, you know, if they're young children? And what about if you're not working and the, the $600 that was being given that was stopped two weeks ago now, you know, that made up a big difference. You know, how are, how are you going to handle that? Is part of that going to go to the tuition? How are they handling tuition? Right. right. And if you're in the group of parents who, you know, you may have needed some rental assistance or mm-hmm. assistance paying your mortgage. So how do you homeschool a child and you're not sure of how you're going to keep a roof over your head? Like right. there's so many elements to the conversation and truth be told if you don't understand the concepts that the child is being taught because there are certain things that really miss the parents oh yeah don't try to get me to teach my kids common core math oh listen look back in my day my mother could not help me with my math homework it was a wrap because it's 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 not that generation the math today is different from the math we took so the thing is i'm not a nuclear physicist or anything like that i'm not (laughs) doing cobalt all this other type of cold math now to keep up with the society. So the thing is, you want to put that down in front of me. I really just want to see the records of the the children as far as pass fail. That's going to be interesting. That's on a, yeah. There's a labyrinth of concerns right now, yeah. right? And that is a major one because what? How do we gauge if the child really received what they were supposed to receive over this last six months? Exactly. How do we gauge if they're ready to go to the next level or? if they should have been held back and you let them go forward. Mm-hmm. And then where is the the litmus test for all the other students who have had different experiences in their country or in their school district so that we know any kind of, uh, right. e- I, you know what I'm trying to say, yeah, I'm right. losing my word right, right now, but how do we determine the progress the progress, the progress of the on, child. on an equal scale right because nothing is equal right now not at all yeah this is just something i think they're just trying to figure out and they're just going you know they're, they're playing it by ear but as we all are so I, there's definitely you know some grace and some understanding there but it, there's going to be some educational casualties can i say this yes either, i think either that's way. what's going to happen hey i gotta be honest with you you know yeah it's going to be some educational casualties nobody's going to be willing to share that information we might hear it later down the line but the kids are going to be the ones to suffer the most i don't care if it's catholic or it's private or whatever and i would love to hear from some students because i can't say i've heard or have read online comments from students yeah so i would be curious you know do they want to go back to school so if you're a catholic school student Mm -hmm. 
are you excited about going back to a to a physical building hmm. mm -hmm. i think some of them really do want to go back to school i know when i was in school i loved going to school yeah <laughs> you know, yeah so people might say i'm a nerd or something but i love going to school your most of your friends were there the interactions right. the things that you do you know the games the for a lot of students, this is, and maybe this isn't, you know, so much for a lot of the Catholic school students, but for public school students, for sure, you know, this is where you could at least get at least one, if not two meals. Right. You know, that's another that's thing. A, yeah. I recently read an article in the Energy Journal that they said, going back to the $600, do you actually... Now the Republicans are debating this. Here's the thing: they want to give a per they want to give people less than six hundred dollars the second time around because they feel like with the econ the economy, uh, people don't want to go back to work. They don't want to take the risk of going back to work. But I learned this a long time ago in economy class that they have to kind of keep the wages at a certain level to make people go back to work. However, in this situation, it's different because you're actually using more energy. Has you cause you're staying at home when you leave your house and you go to your job for mm -hmm. eight hours or 12 hours you be gone the kids be gone mm -hmm. none of the energy in your house is being burnt so like the lights are off all mm -hmm. of that stuff you know what i'm saying your bills are actually higher now but they're like 10 to 4 no think about it so here's the thing that extra 600 dollars is actually going to help to pay the bills because Will, you are a, not using an ex extra six hundred dollars a week in utilities. You're just not uh, over a period of time. Yes, you are. Yes, a you week? are. I yeah, well, I've read in the You're using more energy, be. and it's going to be higher as we go into the winter months with heat. Because if you're in the house and you're quarantined in the house all day, some people have their uh their well, we've lived stuff through that timers. already. Yeah. So we, it's yeah. and how was your bill? How was your heat bill? Not six hundred dollars a week more. Okay. <laughs> so when we go into December, November, December, January, ooh, February, oh uh. God. That's when it's gonna probably show. But I read recently, like I said, in Energy Journal, that the cost went up, the bills people's bills went up from ten to forty percent. And that's because you're at home. Okay, we're going to take another break, everyone. We will see you back in the next hour. Getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the Next Generation. Kendall Moore Show on WBON 1690 AM. Uh, we were talking about COVID. <laughs> COVID. Parents. What's and the in kids. And, and the parents, what are they going to do? Yes, yes. How are they going to keep their sanity, their jobs, yeah. their children on point? It's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, 
please feel free to call in 773-591-1690 a.m. Um, people must be out kicking it. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of nice. They probably trying to get it in, but that's okay. They still listen to us. Right. I know they still listen. <laughs> of course they, they do. Did they know? ever consider holding everybody back mm. or shifting the school year back a semester or a quarter or however that worked out? Since, you know, the, the end of the last school year got cut, the beginning of this one mm-hmm. is getting cut. Why didn't they just shift everything to keep everybody So you're thinking you're talking about the public schools or public, the private, private schools, the Catholic schools? Because everybody don't, you know, the thing is everybody does not move in unison. Different that's, schedules. That's the thing, you know. Uh, like I said, public schools is paid by public taxes. And they have unions involved in private schools paid by you and me. We want to send our kids. And Tuition. Yeah. So, you know, and that might be one of the things that's driving that. But, you know, kind of going back to the conversation, yeah, people do use that extra income to pay bills. Their, their energy bills do go up. Just think about it. You're at home all day. Well, I'm not debating that part. I'm <laughs> debating the dollar amount. That's it. So like, you does, don't it think go by, does it go up by that? Much. Have You're you telling seen me? That I would think yeah. Have if you twenty four hundred dollars a month more in utility bills. They have That's 20, If you're sitting at home all day and you're watching TV and with nothing better to so do, so your, your electric bill is going to go up the least unless you're running your really unless you're running your what AC, if you got kids unless you're running you your, run AC your AC because just just the TVs and charging your devices is not going to account for $2,400. What about food when you got two or three Well, kids. you might so be going yeah, through more food right that's now. That's what okay. I'm saying. So, okay, an extra 600 a month. That extra 600 yeah. And, See, and he agreed with me. There we go. 600 <laughs> a month. There it is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's needed. Well, not 24 I didn't say 24 But unemployment is 600 a week. It's 600 a week. That's okay, but they're saying an extra six hundred with that too. That was taken away, so people were getting like twelve hundred, an extra twelve hundred a month. You know what I mean? That's what they were getting. Your max would be six hundred, and then they, what they would give you is an extra six hundred dollars. So you would get for that month uh, a total of an extra twelve hundred, twenty four hundred dollars. I could see that. I could see that. You know, seeing how people were sitting in the house watching TV. And that's all you were doing. You were watching TV and on your phone. And when has it got hot or this kind of like an East West uh, University commercial? No, but you seriously. ain't doing nothing but sitting home watching your TV. <laughs> what you what could roll. you do? The restaurants are closed, so you're cooking. You need to spend money for food. You can't go nowhere. So you just burn energy. I bet you the energy companies are making a killing, and they know it. Oh yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Think about it. My my utility bill hasn't gone up that much. Really? Okay. Not that much. It's went up though, right? Not that much. But but you were um, <laughs> you were uh, what do you call that? A worker where they didn't shut your business down. Essential worker. You were essential an essential worker. worker. But my kids are at home. Yeah, yeah. But you. I probably, work from home. Yeah, but you probably tied them up. Make uh-uh. sure they didn't. <laughs> know why will has this idea that i'm so right. evil right. he just thinks i'm so evil. mommy laugh. dearest this and all that racks no. and everything <laughs> i love my children okay i know and you i do not that. tie I'm, them up in the basement. i'm just being sarcastic <laughs> i apologize yes wbon family netta and i we sometimes we have these differences of opinion but she's still my girl <laughs> except when you tell oh, except when he's accusing me of child abuse. Oh, rapid, right. Look, that's in the next <laughs> hour. That we rack talk down, about that. What you going to do with that rack? Oh, we got somebody on the line. Someone's on the line. We have a Robert on the line. Hey, Robert, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How's everybody? 
All great. right. Great. How are you? Good. So I just want to uh, say something real quick. What you all were saying about unemployment. So when you're talking about unemployment, you're only getting 70 percent of what you were what you would get if you were working. So if you're only getting 70 percent, that extra six hundred dollars that they're giving you, if you making below twenty five dollars an hour, you just breaking even. So it's it's really only helping people who are earning less. And I don't understand really why the Republicans, the Democrats, whoever it is, why they won't just go ahead and extend it. Because I mean, people out here are suffering. People are, don't have jobs. People don't want to risk their life going back into the workplace. Mm-hmm. So that's just my comment. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And it makes sense. Thank you, Robert. So, because yeah. that's what we were talking about. The people who are making m- more money, mm-hmm. that $600 isn't going to do anything for them. But then the people who made less than that threshold, this is a, this yeah. is a This is what they should have been making a livable wage. They right. actually have a liv- livable wage right. now. But I think, I think they're still willing to go back, though, but it has to be safe for them. You know, and, and that's what's going on. You know, the, the GOP is trying to get the economy stimulated more so that we can donate tax money and be able to fund these programs and various other things. And, of course, uh, they're saying the Democrats are saying there's plenty of money around and, and, and we just need to hold out. So, you know, I kind of I kind of understand that. But that's so I think frustrating. We have to be hold safe. out for what? Hold <laughs> out. What are we holding out for? <laughs> Is everyone we don't know when this is going. We don't know when this is going to end, though. Nether. that's just the thing. The numbers are going back up because the utility companies aren't holding out. They're starting to send off shutoff notices. People are going to be getting evicted. Yeah, the twenty-four foreclosures. So, but I think they're going to wait till tell the these very companies last to minute. hold out. Don't tell the people to hold I out. I think what's going to happen. They're going to wait to the very last minute, and then bam, you know, they're going to put a, a, a moratorium or something like that on on, mm. on shutoffs and I all that so. stuff. I don't think Hopefully they're going to so. do it. I, it's an election year. I don't think they're going to do it. I'm just going to keep it real. <laughs> all right. That's my opinion. Yeah. So you know, like I said, I don't know what these schools are going to do necessarily the private schools i'm wondering how they're going to handle that i hope it works out but like i said with the numbers going up and everything we have to wait and see yep so we are going to take a break ladies and gentlemen and when we come back we'll go into the second hour of the kindle Moore show thank you for listening we'll see you soon you're listening to kindle Moore radio for the next generation on the talk of chicago 1690 a.m wvon
And welcome back. It is Friday night on the Kendall Moore Show, WVON 1690. You can watch us live on Facebook. Hopefully y'all are watching us live on Facebook at the Kendall Moore Show. We are also on Instagram at the Kendall Moore Show. And you can listen to us on WVON.com or on iHeartRadio online. We are going into our second hour in the studio, it's myself, So Dope Sandria. We have West Side Will. What up, what up? Netta Beretta. Hello, hello, hello. And of course, behind the scenes, Isaiah the Eye and Naya Faya keeping us in line. Uh, our last uh, hour was an electric conversation. So before we pivot, we do want to take this call from May. May, are you on the line? Yes. How are I you? Want, I'm fine. I have no complaints. What I wanted to say is, I think that no schools should open now. And then, so far as the stimulus, I think the stimulus should have only been given to people that had lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. That's an excellent point, May. That's a great yes, point. Yes, I'm wondering why did they give stimulus to people? that were already retired. These people are already paying their bills. So why give them stimulus? Why give them anything? Give the stimulus to the people that lost their jobs. Me, myself, I have, I'm retired, so I get three checks. Mm-hmm. But then I was not entitled to unemployment, but they gave it to me anyway. So I think it's just a waste of money. The stimulus needs to be analyzed more. Give it to the people that have lost their jobs. Thank you so much for that comment, May. You know, well, and, and I totally, I, I do get her point, but at the same time, I think because we're in such a unique situation, even if you still have your job in this pandemic, mm-hmm. people are in need. Yep. There's a need for that. So I don't think it's it's just only the people um, who lost their jobs who needed a stimulus check. I mean, when that quarantine happened, when everything came down, everybody's world <laughs> turned right. upside down. Not only the people who lost their jobs or had their jobs transitioned, but, I mean, all of us had our worlds turned upside down. And that extra 1200 yeah. although it was not a lot because like we discussed your mortgage or your rent payment your right. check your stimulus check was already spent before right. you got it right. in a lot of cases but to that point people needed that income yeah. even the people who didn't lose their jobs yeah i mean i think it was just compensation that they're going to give to everybody for this situation to just make sure that you are taken care of you know, so it was a safety precaution too. Isn't it great that your government will at least look out for you? No, <laughs> it's not. Is that what that looking, 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 looking out? Looking out would be looking out would be a five thousand dollar check. Well, it's not great if you give debatable. me something I didn't need. Did you help me? Uh, that part. It's not great. It seems like there wasn't enough collaboration. There wasn't enough consideration. You have all of these 
academics and financial minds and all these people in high places and no one could have come up with a better solution than that? To give people money now? To give people a random amount of money that didn't seem like there was much thought put into it. And then for an extended amount of time with a different amount of money that didn't seem like there was much thought put into it. Well, they so were trying to also don't just throw money, money to stimulate at people. the economy, too, the, because okay, the economy So the economy was, was stimulated down. by people doing more shopping. Yes, because you have to keep the economy flowing. You have to keep money flowing in the economy. Money is the life bl- lifeblood of the economy. That's how we... Uh, transfer goods and services. That's but then true. we're also seeing the effects of that because mm-hmm. as we continue to see these COVID rates rise right. because there was such a rush, right. we got to open up the economy because, yes, people need jobs, people need to work, but right. to what end? And, and Well, here's the thing. Like I said, the businesses are taking a loss, too, because when people, like during the Depression, people tend to to not spend the money they tend to save the money and Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily want you to do that it's not good for business so the thing is they need for you to send you money so that you will spend the money and keep the economy circulating and that takes me back to the point of they're worried about the economy and not necessarily your personal well they worry about that too but look now you don't want your 1200 Give it to me. <laughs> Let's keep real. Hey, like, uh, mate, you don't want that twelve hundred? I take. Like Sandy said, that money was gone before it, it was came. already it was spent. Twelve hundred. Right. What was the point? It, you know, and, and here's the thing. Like I said, the services, the the gas, and all of that stuff. They needed that. That was that was helping them just as much as it was helping you. So you know, trust me, they didn't want to give you that. All right. Well, let's see what what Eric says. We've got Eric on the line. How are you tonight? Oh, pretty good. You know, I, I had to jump on in on this right here because see, what I heard, you know, every it seems like it's always a problem when money got to go out to poor minority people, or people that's going through a hard time. Okay. Now the young lady just said, "Well, give money to people." I don't think we need to give money to people that need it. These rich corporate people. I gave them thousands and thousands and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars that they're getting. I mean, uh, uh, tax breaks and everything. And then we had some type of foreign, I think, a Magic Johnson, what I heard, that he put out uh, so many hundreds of thousands of dollars or something to help small business. I heard these rich people are getting a big part of that money. They work for it. Don't leave it. We talking about multi-millionaires that's getting all this money. But every time. When it's a problem for poor people, even people that are struggling to have a hard time, it's always a problem. They don't need it. And then the other lady who called in before me, she said she got three unemployment checks. But tell her, give it back then if she don't need it. Uh, we hear you, Eric. Thank you. And that's part of the problem. Why would these large corporations get so much and then people who need it barely get anything and can still barely pay their bills and are still about to get kicked out of their houses? And you got people getting multi-million dollars, right. even fraudulently. Yeah. So the the terms are so lax that people can easily get money fraudulently, and then my next door neighbor is about to get kicked out of her house. There wasn't enough consideration into how this was distributed. Well, you know, if they have a business, they have a tax ID number. They uh, claim that they have employees, and they have that whole thing worked down. Well, it's a whole hustle now. Right. Let's see what what Mike Mike on the line is talking about. How are you, Mike? Are you with us? Never scared them. We might have lost you, Mike. Could never scare you, Mike. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Come on back. If you're if you're still in, in the in the uh, radio atmosphere, give us a call back. She scared me sometimes. Just be brave. <laughs> 
Be brave. <laughs> Give us a call back. I'm harmless. Well, slightly switching gears a little bit. So last hour, we were talking about the children going back to school. Some are uh, learning remote. Mm -hmm. Others potentially will be going back to brick and mortar. But even along the lines of students who, CPS students who will be at home full time, uh, and we talked a little bit about how, you know, sometimes for students going to school, this is their one opportunity to, you mm -hmm. know, get their one or two meals a day. Right. Uh, all these different things, students are not created equal. They're not going home to equal circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that just makes me think about um, is students who are in unsafe situations, unsafe home situations. And so that made me think about something that recently happened with Hasbro. They had this new troll doll. So y'all remember the troll dolls back in the day, blow their hair, mm -hmm. you know, ooh, they're so cute, they're so fun. They recently had to pull a troll doll um, because it was sexually explicit. So they had a new poppy doll. And this doll has a, a button, like a belly button. It's called poppy? Yes. So, you know, it's got the button on the belly. You press the button. It says about 10 different phrases. Uh -huh. But then there is also a button if you go under Poppy's dress. Poppy. Yes. If you go under her dress, there is a button in her private area. Hmm. And if you press this button, she makes noises. Hmm. And so, of course... I mean, me just hearing that, that sounds a little bit disturbing to me. Yeah. A lot disturbing. A lot disturbing. And apparently there are other people who agreed. They petitioned to have this doll pulled from the shelves, which mm -hmm. Hasbro did, um, because this doll was slated for Target, Walmart, pretty much all the major stores where mm -hmm. we get our children's toys. And just the fact that this doll even made it through production. Right. Who signed off on this? Who thought it would be, oh, Okay. Yeah. You know, and so when we when we think about it, it's not just a doll. Like, really, what is the message that's being communicated? How how do we teach our young people about their bodies and sex mm -hmm. in a healthy way, in a responsible way? Uh, because this toy is just clearly right. irresponsible. And since when is a troll doll a sex? Education toy. Right. Like, why, if you have one button on the stomach, why wouldn't the other one be on the back? Right. Or, right. or Something you know, like, cute. Why Something would fun. You? Like, like G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu. With the you should press the button <laughs> right. to the back. Oh, right. <laughs> it's almost you know? like a sick joke. It's very sick and twisted. Yeah. And we definitely, we will get into it more after the break. You are listening to the Kendall Moore Show 1690. Keep it locked. Getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation. Everybody was
Welcome back. Welcome back. It is the Kendall Moore Show on your Friday night, WDON 1690. Give us a call at 773-591-1690. We are continuing the conversation talking about the sexualization of children. And, I mean, this is kind of a broad topic because, of course, it starts with this toy discussion. Mm -hmm. Hasbro pulled this toy of a troll doll with a button, not only on the belly button, but a button in the private area. But Mm -hmm. also, what does this look like for talking to your, your, your young people about sex? What does this look like for the sexualization of young girls or even for boys? Um, and Will, you mentioned something very interesting. You talk, you you refer to it as subliminal mm-hmm. sexualization. Subliminal sexualization, and that's all it is. And it's meant to be to look harmless, but it basically has a uh, it has a reason for being the way it is. Remember, we talked back in previous shows. We talked about how toys were designed basically to encourage young people to go into certain types right. of. Uh, Professions, firemen, construction trucks, girls were giving dolls and housekeeping and all that. Thank God y'all don't, y'all. Mm-hmm. Easy bake ovens. Now. So and, now, yeah. you know, toys are being created like that. Subliminal. When you, we used to get the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip, you take off their clothes and the shirt, he was ripped. Looked like a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. You know, now, don't judge me. But sometimes, you know, my nieces and nephews, <laughs> they take off the clothes of the Barbie dolls. Yeah. You know, and all that. They were asexual. You didn't yeah. see anything explicit. Right, right. But, you know, still, they, they're anatomically designed a certain way to fit a pattern. You know, so the question I ask is, why does Ken need a penis? You know, the, the Ken dolls. Why does Barbie need a vagina? What is the point of that? And to sublim- subliminally sexualize your children. Ahead of time, they four, five, six, or seven years old playing with these dolls, and they're anatomically correct. Mm-hmm. Do they really have a, you know, you, you can buy the doll, it's your choice. But aren't they just doing too much? Given that You should teach your kids that when you want to teach them that. Now, if my kid... <laughs> Will, look, wait, my, what, kind of, what kind of toys are you buying? But I'm saying, I no, didn't have an anatomically are, correct Ken doll growing right, up. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> wait, well, not. They, they do make dolls like that now, Okay. Though. They do make dolls like that. So I'm, 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 I'm not trying to really get off right. course, but they do make dolls like that. They're anatomically correct in the sense that, you know, the men had big chests and big arms. And now some of them have, have gone so far as to add... Uh, uh, private features on dolls. And so that's my, and I think that's one of my big concerns with this, and I'm glad they pulled it. So you have this doll Mm -hmm. with a button Mm -hmm. in the private area. All it takes is, you know, one adult, one aunt, one uncle, one babysitter, you know, to be with your child and this doll and say, oh, look at this cute doll, and Mm -hmm. I get to press her button, and she does this, and Mm -hmm. Do you have a button? Like it just sets up. It's yeah. just it's like it's a gateway yeah. toy for grooming. And, and when you press the button, it says. And she makes noises. She says like "wee" and I think a couple of other hmm. things. Hmm. And, and it's a so girl it just doll. Set, and it's a girl doll. And the doll is named Poppy. For those of you that are familiar with poppies and poppy seeds, you saw Wiz. Come on. You know, you know so like I it's just suspect. grooming them. So I think there's a there's a, a difference between having toys or or different things that 
can help you have conversations with your child about, you know, this is your body, this is what consent is, mm -hmm. but I don't think that troll <laughs> is right. the toy. Right, I don't like want that, the doll. That's not it. Especially when that wasn't the purpose of that the doll. That wasn't, yeah. Was that, or was it not the purpose of the doll? Unless they were marketing it as a sex education toy, right. then no, it wasn't the purpose. Which you should, you would not find it in Target I or think, Walmart. I think you have these new age toy designers. Remember, the people who are working for Hasbro today did not work for Hasbro 30 years ago. So you got this new generation of toy designers. They're saying, hey, let's be more open because the society has changed and let's add these things. But I think there's just some things you can't, you shouldn't do. So what's an appropriate age, an appropriate time to have this conversation with your child about their body? Because you want to have that conversation before seventh grade, because I think that's when, at least when I was in school, we had to take a sex education class. It was seventh right, grade. Right. You know, my mom had you to sign off on grade? it. We did it in seventh grade, oh, which wow. they may do it earlier now, but we did it in seventh. I did it. I did it in high school. Okay. You know what I mean? But I was, was in I was in middle school as well. Really? But I think puberty is a good threshold. When they start having the changes to their body and they start having odors that they aren't used to and uh, yeah. just an awareness that they're not a child anymore or an awareness mm -hmm. that they're a, a female or awareness that they're a male, then those are the times that those conversations should come up, not with a four-year-old's right. toy. And see, I would say have it younger. I feel like middle school is probably a little too late to have a conversation about your body and what appropriate touch is, what inappropriate touch is. That's two different that's two different conversations. Not with the class. Right, not with the class, right. Okay. Appropriate I'm, touch and sex education, those are two different things though. Right. So you can create an awareness in your child of how they should and should not be touched, how they should not should not be approached and talked to and what makes them uncomfortable without having a full-on sex talk. Right, right. Because hmm. that's going, I don't yeah, need they don't need to know all the, knowing, right. right, knowing what uh, WAP stands for, which we might get into later. I wish later. I didn't know. <laughs> right. Oh, Will, just you wait, just you wait. <laughs> we'll take this call from Lewis before the break. Lewis, how are you? Uh, good afternoon, good people. Hey, good afternoon. Okay, uh, we missing the, bis the big message. Okay, this is the big message right here. Okay, right now, uh, they teach an LBGQT mm -hmm. uh, history, and and they got money. They got money allocated by the uh, by the state, you know, to teach this in our curriculum. And it starts at a young age. That's when they're teaching it at a young age. And so with these uh, with these uh, dows that they're coming out with, it fits their agenda their agenda. This is the uh, Democratic Party's agenda, and their gender is a uh, gender identity, you know, and, and, and so they support LBGQT, and then they got another one called non-binary, where you don't have to be no sex, you know, and they teaching all this in school right now, you know, and, and so this is why those dials are coming out to support the, uh, the message that's out there right now, is, which is LBGQT, non-binary, you can be whatever you want to be, temptations, ball of confusion. All right, Lewis, thank you for that perspective. Tommy, how are you tonight? Hey, first of all, let me say hello to you, ladies, and then let, let me say this. 
first of all, let's be clear about one thing. Uh, children ought to have the ability uh, to grow up as kids. And as you said, there is an appropriate time to have that conversation. But to have a dial that has a button that's uh, located in a private parts of the address, it's just un- unacceptable. Mm-hmm. It's unacceptable and unimaginable. And, and this, whole, uh, this, this whole narrative and, and stuff of a troll dial and all the nonsense, I mean, a troll dial was a fad. It was just it was just a doll with some crazy looking hair and, and clothes that mm-hmm. they put on them. Period. And they had nothing to do with no sex. Period. And then they went off as as crazy as trying to figure out what was the sexuality of the Muppets. Man, come on, give right. me a break. Right. Right. I mean, at some point, at some point, there are certain things that should not change. I want to understand a simple narrative. Why is it acceptable now for everything to change that makes common and moral sense? Have a good night. Have a good night, Tommy. Thank you. We will get back into it right after this break. It's the Kendall Moore Show. Getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation. Welcome back, welcome back. It is the Kendall Moore Show, WVON 1690. You are listening live. You can also find us on WVON.com and streaming live on iHeartRadio. And if you are smart, you will tune into us on Facebook so you can catch us live. You can see Will in his polo. What up, what up? Netta got her fly outfit on. You got to see the shoes. We got to figure out a way for y'all to see these shoes. They are hot. You know, and I'm just out here with my mask on. We out here. <laughs> we just out. <laughs> right, we just out here. But welcome back to the conversation. We are talking about this just inappropriate toy that was recently pulled from major retailers. Uh, a troll doll with a button in, in the private area. Mm. And we're talking about the sexualization of children and consent and age-appropriate conversations about your bodies and about sex. And I want to throw out to Will and Netta, how old were you all when and if your parents sat you down and, and kind of explained sex, explained your body? I thought she was going to ask something else. Like Not nervous. much. <laughs> <laughs> Start sweating. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> My mom is listening. Uh oh. When um, did you learn? Yeah, we're not gonna. I'm not gonna ask that other question. I don't really <laughs> recall when we had that conversation. I do recall though that it was always taboo, mm-hmm. and it should have, or I, I would have hoped that it would have been more open 
to answer questions that you would have had answered in the streets yeah. from people who you don't want to answer those questions for your children. So I can't recall exactly what age it was, but I remember having a lot of questions that I didn't feel comfortable asking. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I was very Richie Cunningham growing up. So, okay. you know, things just kind of developed naturally for me. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I just know I've always liked women. I like girls. Uh, What's with all this bass in your voice right now? I, don't I know. know. Like, I'm you just hey, went, you, you, know? you, you didn't sound like that last hour when you were on the mic. Well, what is you know. this Billy D voice? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm probably in a similar boat. I don't remember. Well, I, I, I'll take that back. My mom, we didn't have the sex talk, but right. when I was maybe around the fourth or fifth grade, she gave me this set of encyclopedias that were... Um, about reproductive health and sexuality, like a whole set. There was a pink set and a blue set. So the blue was, like, geared toward the boys, and then the pink was geared toward the girls. And it was like, here go the books, have at it. And we didn't have a conversation about it. Hmm. But I will say a lot of what I learned, I think I, I did learn from TV. So when we talk about you know, toys that are being made or shows like the Muppets, mm-hmm. you know, the caller called in and people are trying to give genders to the Muppets. Right. I, I think some of what we learn about, you know, good touch, bad touch, consent, I think some of those early educational programs, they touch on that, no pun intended, mm-hmm. but they do touch on that. They talk about those things and that's a way to kind of introduce your child. Mm-hmm. So what about the TV shows that were on at the time? And this could be any TV show you saw a man or woman being intimate mm-hmm. or whatever. Didn't you get thoughts and ideas there, kind of? You know what I mean? Some, I mean, I think a lot of us are programmed like that. Yeah, and I get some of the examples that come to mind for me, like I remember episodes of, like, the show Webster back in the day. Webster? And Webster, what episode, episodes about Stranger Danger, mm-hmm. you know, or with different strokes. And uh, mm-hmm. Arnold and Dudley ended up, you know, going to this old man's house, and, you know, they thought they were just playing oh, yeah, video games, that. having fun, but he was that. trying to groom them. And right. so it later came out in the episode, you know, this right. is a bad man. He was trying to do, you know, these inappropriate things. So I think TV back in the day, back in the 80s, you know, we were learning some of those, those lessons, but now right. you turn on TV and you are liable to see yeah, any you get the full and everything. You and get everything. the full shebang. Yeah. And this is even with, you know, shows that children might be watching. Yeah. I it's, think it's up to the parents to just, uh, and it is up to the parents without a doubt, to just kind of monitor the kids and what they watch to the best of their ability because, you know, that's I'm not surprised with that doll. You know what I'm saying? I, like I said, I've seen stuff like that before. Very controversial. I wouldn't be surprised if they created that doll just to stir controversy. Mm-hmm. They knew it would happen, and then they pull it. Well, here, Will, Julie Duffy, Hasbro's Senior Vice President of Global, global Communication, her response was, Uh-oh. the feature was designed to react when the doll is seated. But we <laughs> recognize the placement of the sensor may be perceived as inappropriate. Mm-hmm. perceived as an appro- so through all the testing and right. trial runs and yeah. focus groups no one thought that that was nobody thought and then it doesn't make it any better when it's seated right that right. makes right. it better right. that does not that make it, it i think that makes it worse julie creepy. is that her name julie yes <laughs> it makes it worse Much let me creepier. see what uh and what now has to say and what now you're on live 
Hey, what's going on, young people? What's How going you on? Today? We're good. All right. All right. Um, first of all, brother, we we state facts is completely inappropriate. Uh, people, parents is all is all the responsibility rests on the parents. Period. Point blank. People can't teach your children anything that you don't allow. I wouldn't care what they are teaching in school. Mm-hmm. If you find out if you're a parent that's involved in your child's life. And if you see that they're teaching something that you disagree with, you don't have to allow your child to participate. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure why we seem to give so much power to people that's not in your family. You are the God. The mother is the God of your own family. You dictate what comes in and out. That's period, point blank. All the other stuff is a forest, and we got to stop believing in the forest. It's all about community codes of conduct and family values. But let me just add this one point. Men and women, and I'm going to deal with women first, that dial is small turkey. Anytime that I can come come out of my home and I can see a so-called black strong woman or a mother who has a son or children and she has a pair of shorts on that's so small and her son is walking behind his mom while her behind cheeks are hanging out, the dial is the least of the problem. Our problem is in the community and what we think is appropriate and inappropriate. And we have to start to draw the line in the sand because this is why things are out of control. I'll leave you all with this, and may God continue to bless. Thank you, you, Emma, now. I usually Um, agree with him, but... I think you go first, Netta. I just, right. I just, See, Art, uh, and what now? You just got me in trouble. No, oh, nobody's in trouble. Get, nobody's I'm getting in go trouble. Missing, so nobody's getting in trouble. Modesty is so subjective. It is. And there is a way that women can be comfortable with themselves, wear less clothes, and not be sexualized. That's That's not her fault because she has extra hips or because someone right. thinks that she, she could have on a sheet a rag a cloth covered head to toe and someone's still gonna have something sexual to say about her so and i and i think with you know you he gave the example of the son with his mother well first of all no no child probably son or daughter wants to see their mother you know and her her cute girl right so that's gonna happen regardless (laughs) you know and mom is out here she she might still be in her late 20s or 30s she out here still looking good so she can wear her short shorts but no child wants to see that no teenager probably wants to see that but at the same time you teach your son how not to sexualize women like hey you can see a cute girl with some short shorts or whatever and that doesn't mean that's an invitation for something else you can admire her you can like it you it might know. be attractive to you, you could be and that could be attractive to you and that's all good that's normal but you don't have to be like, hey, girl, what that mouth do. Right. That <laughs> Teach your son not to do that part. Okay. You could say, hey, you look nice and leave it at that. Or his variation of you look nice. And it doesn't have to turn into, oh, I need to see what that mouth do. Or, oh, let me just grab you. Let me grab your behind or let me do something more. I mean, so how do we teach our, our children to respect women's bodies and not oh, women need to go cover up. By doing things like what the petition signers did for this doll. Speak up. Mm -hmm. 
it's know? inappropriate. Say something. Make them do something about it. When it comes to the programming on television, the things that are taught at school, the things that certain websites allow to be content on yeah. their web pages, speak up and say something about it. This is not okay. There's power in numbers, but there's too many circumstances where people are silent or they just complain about it amongst themselves. Right. And they don't actually speak out and realize that their voice does have power and that these companies will yield. Yeah, a lot of times that uh, it's freedom of speech issues when it comes to some stuff like that, though. And, you know, what you might think is right, I might think is wrong. And, and that's what it all basically comes down to. And, uh, what's, what's the demographic of Hasbro? You know what I mean? Do, wh- wh- who predominantly buys their toys at, and at what age? You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that's a woman CEO. And surely, and this is just me, I would have suspected that she would know better. You know, like you said, they went through testing and everything right. like that. And she thought it was harmless. Right. So that's concerning in itself. So irresponsible. Just like the conversations with the apparel. You mm. have a little black boy wearing a monkey shirt. A monkey shirt. shirt. Right. 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 How do these pass by all of the clearances in order to even reach the public? There needs to be more accountability at the top. I just think it's, I just think it's on purpose, to be honest with you. I just think it's on purpose. Every now and then, uh, Gucci or somebody will come out with something controversial. You know, we've got too many uh, uh, social media gripes out here. When people say the wrong thing or they put mm-hmm. something on the shirt for you not to know that, that is wrong. Mm-hmm. So I truly believe people do stuff like that on purpose just to grab attention. When was the last time Hasbro had a uh, 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 top-selling doll? That pro- that doll probably made a whole lot of money for them. Right. You know what? Because they're... They sold Transformers. They are the ones that make the Transformers dolls. Mm. So how's that line doing? They probably needed something to something to, to jumpstart, something quick. to get people talking. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I think is going on. You know, but uh, like I said, it might be a collector's item in the next ten we'll years. We'll not try to collect. Right. We'll not try to collect this toy. <laughs> this is not for you. You know, no, it's not for me. But you know, if it's about the money. <laughs> Because then, then it becomes a gateway toy. Yeah, so we talked last week about though, the sex dolls. That might be all it is. A collector's edition. Some, they only made so many of them. They put them out there. They knew they was going to recall it. And now it goes up in value because people want it. I look mm-hmm. at all that stuff. You know what? We'll, we'll wrap this up right after the break. It is the Kendall Moore Show. Keep it locked. Getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation.
are ringing bells on the Kendall Moore Show, WVON 1690. It, <laughs> there we go. Delma, he is always ready. It is the Kendall Moore Show crew, your Friday night get right crew mm-hmm. in the building. We are wrapping up this segment talking about just inappropriate children's toys. It's the poppy troll Talking about the sexualization the of poppy children. Troll. The poppy troll. Now, you know Poppies. poppies. You made heroin from poppy. It's poppy just inappropriate so all the way the thing, around. I just thought, like, this has to be something they, they did on purpose. So they're trolling us. They're tro- oh. But, um, but where's, the, where's the where's the see, bell for that? See, Nella, that's why, they are that's trolling why we us. keep you around, good girl, because you are a genius. Or it see? makes me think of a certain <laughs> two live crew song. Pop that. That's right. You know the rest. We got Eddie T on the line. Eddie T, how are you? What's going on, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen? Yes. Look, this, out. this was all planned out because we live in a, a more or less society. They don't care about no morals. They care about money. That's all they care about. Anything that'll sell, they'll put it out there. Pretty soon, they're going to be coming out with the R. Kelly doll. Oh, no. If you twist his head, it's going to pee on you. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Eddie, Eddie T. I believe him. That's <laughs> terrible. Any, anything that'll sell, they'll sell it. They don't care. I hear you, Eddie T. I mean, I, I can't say you're you're completely wrong on that. Yeah, I that's what Y'all better not buy no R. Doll. Kelly doll. doll. Yeah. Let me with a little up. Jeep. It'll come they with a little Jeep. They still buying his records, man. People, Will's going to have one and tell us it's a collector's item. Right. Right. No wonder you get D's and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love the audio clips. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but I can see that happening. I can see a lot of stuff like that happening. It's, it's about the dollar now, you know? And so, it's about pushing pushing the envelope. Yes. Let's see if we. So I'm glad mm-hmm. people shut this down yeah. immediately. Yeah. Because this yeah. just would have been the entry point. Like, okay, we made the female doll. We got that out there. What can we do next? Yeah. You know, like I said earlier, uh, they used to. They, and they still do the dolls like that, the little action figures, but you can't take the clothes off now. But no, you know, take you the look at them. People are, I don't know what that is with the kids. So kids always. My grandmother take the used to do that. My the, father's uh, mother used to do dogs. that. I would have my little baby dolls, and she would like peek up under the dress. I'm like, yeah. what is you <laughs> doing? <laughs> like, is she wearing underwear? Weird. I don't know what that's about, but that's yeah, that's just the thing. You know, and I used to like changing the clothes though. I would have been mad course, if my yeah. dolls and they didn't couldn't take the clothes off. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Barbie does not want to wear a dress today. Right. We need a pants. She don't want to wear exactly. Sala Barbie beach beach babe Barbie. We need what? Beach, beach babe. Is that Barbie. A, is that another one of your collectors items? No, I, well I don't collect Barbies. <laughs> I never collect. We go into your house, I just Will. That we stuff. Have we to are doing an intervention at Williams you know, House. But they did, like I said, they did make a Barbie some years ago that was anatomically correct. I'm gonna have to Google they this. Got rid of it. Just as fast, you know what I mean? But times are changing, and the toy designers today are younger, and and they're with the times, and I guess that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to bring people along with them, you know, and a lot of us are refusing to go. So We ain't going. I don't want to play with that toy. I don't want my child to... Think that there's a button down there that you press and and it's okay wee! for someone to press right your button. and it's okay for somebody to press your button yeah yeah so it was a girl doll named Poppy Pop yes okay well there we go 
Yeah. Buttons only on the belly button or on the back. On the belly button. That's what we that's what we prefer. No buttons down below. <laughs> now see when I used to have the G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip, you press the button in the back and the arm would swing up because it was always like he was giving the person the uppercut. Well, that makes sense because right. if you're gonna play like they're fighting, you right. need for his arm to right because it was an action figure, and that's you know what I'm saying. So yeah. So then it goes back to to uh, Julie who said, "Oh, the button should only be activated when when the doll is sitting." Why? What was the point behind? Mm. Like when the you sitting when button. you sit down, wee! it says "wee" right. or "ooh." Like <laughs> why? Why is your child you giggling? Those sounds. <laughs> That that goes all in it's the all, same line of questioning. It's all Why bad. is this okay? okay? It's all bad. Okay. It's but, all bad. See, the look on your face is how we feel. This but is you just know, sub, ridiculous. Subliminal thought, you know, toys and products like this, when you look at it, they've always been here. They've always been around. You know, I, I walk into some stores and I see some things and they look odd. And I'm like, why is it there? You know, and it's just a form of conditioning. You know, they're... Getting you ready for something. Right. I don't know exactly what it is, right. but that's that's <laughs> right. what it comes down to. And you know? we talked earlier, like I mentioned, uh, candy cigarettes. Like I remember when I was right. little, we had candy. Cigarettes right. should never be candy. Right, yeah. And at the time, as a child, of course, I'm not thinking like that. But as an adult, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, mm-hmm. So I have a story candy. about candy cigarettes. Not exactly about candy cigarettes, but real cigarettes. I don't smoke to this day. Um, uh, one day uh, I was walking home I was about 5 or 6 and uh, my mom saw me pick up a cigarette and it was a new cigarette it was lit mm. It was on. no it wasn't lit but it was a new cigarette it's like somebody dropped it out of a pack and I put it in my mouth Ooh. and started walking down the street pimping down the street right. literally walking everything and I talked to her about this all the time and I remember looking up because we lived in an apartment complex at the time. It had a balcony, and she was looking down at me. You know how you look up when mm-hmm. you're feeling good? you like, mm-hmm. yeah, your nose up in the air. And I looked up, and there she was. And I just saw her waving to me, like, hey, come here. She just waved like it was a ghost, right. like off in the distance. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> so I really kind of just dropped a, I dropped a cigarette real, like, tried to do it real right. sneakily. And went upstairs, and I was I was Mr. Sunshine when I went upstairs. Like, hey, ma, you know, such and such and mm. such. Boy, do you know she had a belt waiting for me? Oh, of course. Oh, uh, man, look here. Real talk. Naturally. She, she of tore course. the skin off me that day. Yes. You know, As I, she I love my mom. And I never smoke to this day. I just think about that. When I see a cigarette, I kind of go in the, I kind of shake. Right. But like you said, <laughs> when you picked it up and you put it in your mouth and you knew how to hold your hands and you got into right. your pimp walk, right. you knew how to act. When you had a cigarette, yeah. you were conditioned. Yeah. So now if you have this doll and it's showing you when you press the button, right. this is what happened. Or when somebody else comes and presses that button, right. that's what's supposed to It's the conditioning. So if, if, if somebody uh, gets touched in a certain spot, yep. they're supposed to go wee. Wee. And it's okay. And it's, it's okay. acceptable. Sounds like it's preparing you for sexual assault. It's Listen, they're in line trying to tell you. So Hmm. that's why it got pulled. Uh, We didn't have anybody call in to say that it it shouldn't have been pulled. So I'm 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 definitely excited about that. That's the general concern, right? I hope (laughs) I hope we're all on the same page. But if we are not, if Mm -hmm. you you know have a differing opinion, give us a call five nine one sixteen ninety. We'd love to hear it. But didn't didn't you have dolls or whatever that you would 
take the clothes off. Oh yeah. Well, I remember. So I didn't have a Ken doll. So I had my I had Barbie and I had Jim, and Jim okay. had a different body type. She was. I don't want to say she was built like a man, but she wasn't Jim? built like Barbie. Jim, J-E-M. I remember. Jim is truly outrageous with the pink hair. Okay. So I would make her the Ken doll. She was built like a, a man. She was she was like boxy. She was really? rectangular, yeah. Okay. And she had big feet. She couldn't wear Barbie's shoes. She couldn't wear Barbie's clothes. Okay. She was a, a big doll. So she was Ken. They was preparing. I, I didn't have a Ken doll. a very progressive doll. <laughs> right. She was very progressive. Okay. Oh, wait. Uh-oh. Jam. Oh my God. <laughs> Y'all know this theme song goes hard. Yes. But oh, yeah, okay. I couldn't. My mom, you know, we could only buy so many dolls. So Jim had to be the, the boy doll. They actually made a movie out of that, I believe. Oh, yeah, they did. They okay. did. All right. They did. Okay. And we're going to get her. <laughs> Listen. But either way, she didn't have a button in a private party. She didn't have a button. Right. So the yeah, only we button changed. she had, you could make her earrings light up, which is appropriate. Which is appropriate. Which is appropriate. Hmm. And that's all we're saying. Okay. Keep it appropriate. Keep it child-friendly, y'all. And keep it locked. Keep it tuned in because you know what we are going into next. We're going into the 8 o'clock hour. It's the Lit Roundtable with the Kendall Moore Show crew. Don't you dare touch that dial. It's Kendall Moore, radio for the next generation. On the talk of Chicago, 1690 WVON. To the Kendall Moore Show, you are on the lit side of the program. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's the lit roundtable. Yep, yep. You know who's lit right now, and I'm so proud of her. I'm just gonna make an abrupt change right now. Oprah. Oprah. Oprah is so woke right now, and okay. we've been having a little bit of debate about how woke Oprah is <laughs> and right. how long she's been woke. Right. So, yeah. if you're listening and you have some instances that show that Oprah has been woke. Because we feel like she just jumped on the like, bandwagon. I don't. I feel like she she's been woke. The wokeness of Oprah. Like she's a black woman. Mm-hmm. You know, her early days trying to come up in broadcasting and the racism mm-hmm. and all of that. Like 
we we see Oprah as who she is now, and we're mm-hmm. used to Oprah being Oprah, but mm-hmm. she wasn't always that. She wasn't always right, treated right, right. as that. You know, there are certain things she had to go through. Her right. childhood, which was just traumatic, okay. so I don't think that's been lost on her. I don't think she's been sleep. Okay. I think she she's aware of where she comes from, where she's been, and how that affects other black people. Um, but I think people just get it twisted when they think about the demographics of, you know, who's reading her magazine right. or who might be watching um, own. Right. But I, I, I think she's very much aware that she's black and black people are oppressed. Right. I think and, she's always embraced her blackness, but I don't remember her being very vocal about black social issues. Right. You know, um, the last time I remember Oprah really being, well, the first time I remember her being vocal to me was when she endorsed Barack Obama 12 years ago for president. I'm like, you never saw that before. Oprah, you didn't expect it. Mm. And then recently when the Me Too movement started, she made the speech at the Emmys a few years ago. And, uh, you know, she's always kind of been vocal as it related to women and things happening. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to me, this is different because this is a situation that that uh, focuses kind of like on Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and she, I think she's she's um, without even saying the word, she's showing that she's kind of for the movement. I think I'm not trying to put no words in her mouth. I think this one hit her a little differently because if you check out the September issue of Old Magazine, she actually has uh, a long article about it and her feelings and why Mm -hmm. she wanted to be a voice for Breonna Taylor. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't necessarily think that it's just the Black Lives Matter movement. There's something about this story that really resonated with her. I think she sees herself or she sees that could have been any any of us. That could have been you, Netta. That could have been me just... At right. home in my bed with my with my mate, and somebody just barges in and kills me. Like that could have been her. Mm-hmm. Like she sees other black women, other black girls in that story. Hmm. Okay. So, and so no, no justice has been served yet. Yes, so exactly. you know she's trying to put put the pressure. Okay. So let me kind of play devil's advocate. Why not? Ahmaud Arbery as well. Why not George Floyd as well? I think she has said something about George Floyd. But if you think about those stories, all of those... Why not a billboard for all of but them? But see, all of those stories involved other people. They involved overt racism. They involved police brutality, the mm-hmm. things that we know already are in existence and coincide with the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm-hmm. With Breonna Taylor, she was at home. She, yeah. she was not any kind of participant in what happened to her. Yeah, and so her that, story didn't get the same. I mean, we saw what happened after George mm-hmm. Floyd. I mm-hmm. mean, the country went mm-hmm. up, literally, but we didn't see that same. People didn't keep that same energy. And so I think she wants to put that out there like, hey, Breonna Taylor, don't forget. We, right. But isn't that still, not his racist if you're sitting in your house? And it somebody is. comes in, in your house, you mind your business, you're not out on the street supposedly being accused of passing uh, a fake uh, $20 bill or supposedly you you jogging or you trying to steal something. You're sitting in your house and somebody barges in and shoots you and, and don't even acknowledge that they were wrong or anything like that and that's just it, you're dead. Isn't that like 
that's just racism to the extreme. It right? is. And to that point, on the on uh so to give a little bit of backstory, Oprah's team has decided to erect twenty six billboards around the city of Louisville, which mm-hmm. is Brianna's hometown. And on each billboard, it actually includes a quote from Oprah that says, if you turn a blind eye to racism, you become an accomplice to it. So, yeah, she's acknowledging that that's racist as well. Mm -hmm. But I don't think there's anything wrong with picking your battles. She doesn't have to fight everybody's fight. But for some reason, this one resonated with her, and she decided to have Right. A loud voice. We can't, it doesn't all, matter. We can't all lives matter this. So that's and why you say wrong. black lives I matter. I love and respect Oprah. I do. I've been watching Oprah since I was a kid and everything. I admire her. But what I'm saying is this battle is the same like the other battles. It's not why? the same. Though. But we can't. What makes it different? Because she We can't. We can't. We can't use that as as a litmus test of, of right. her wokeness because to Netta's point, you have to pick and choose your battles. So this is the particular one that she chose. Mm-hmm. We can't say, well, why didn't she erect a, a billboard for this person? Why didn't she erect a billboard for Trayvon? Like, and there's so many people, but at, she's choosing this moment, this time. And, Will, think about this. It doesn't matter how you spin this situation. I don't care how you look at it, what your viewpoints are about the police, about black people, about brutality, about Just racism. Shut me down now. She was innocent she did nothing right. to participate but george in what floyd was innocent george floyd got into a confrontation with the police yeah, so, over so, a, a supposedly fake 20 dollar bill which wasn't fake at all so, they killed him and sat on his neck they did and don't get me wrong i know we don't have the option to pick and choose what to get into i'm gonna say this and don't get me wrong i love oprah i know a couple of times i have came down i've said some things but it does not mean I do not love and respect her. But I think we have to be honest with her sometimes. If you put up a billboard for Breonna Taylor, put up a billboard for George Floyd, too. Put we up a billboard. Why not? That. That's not the, because, what, what makes but, her situation? Breonna what about the young almost, man in Texas that got killed and then the girl got but off? But then if that's the case, then we could take it all the way back. Well, why didn't she do it's this like, for is Sandra it, Bland? Right. She's like, a we woman? And do, don't get no, me wrong. No, because she didn't, she didn't erect a billboard for Sandra Bland. Right. I mean, there's so, there were other... So why Women. now? Why this? You're going to have because to ask now over that. Now. But she actually went into her article about why this resonated so well with her. So you right. can read her article and see word for word out of the horse's mouth exactly why. But I don't understand why you're so upset that this woman is getting no, some I'm not attention. Upset. And I'm, because I'm glad she's doing it. In a minute, she was it, about to like... turn into a forgotten hashtag. So I'm really grateful that somebody, and not just somebody, several celebrities with influence have... Mm-hmm actually made it a point to keep this story going. Look, let me just say this. I love Oprah. I watch OWN sometimes. Um, I admire her. I'm just saying we're black people in America. Things have been happening to us for a long time, and I, I don't think it's about picking and choosing. I think you have to fight all the battles when you know it's wrong. Just don't decide, I'm going to jump into this one, and why you are you just going to all the battles? You can't fight every battle, right? We're in, every, also, we're in every battle, whether we support it or not. But though. also, to the point of a show that we had several weeks ago, mm-hmm. how do we know what she has done behind closed doors? Oh, just because this is the one that she, she hasn't. I'm not You're saying not saying and so that. to that point, because we even talked a, a, a few weeks ago when everything happened with George Floyd and we were trying to pinpoint what made his murder the catalyst. What made his murder right. so different that now not just the country, but the world responded with uprisings right. and businesses overturning years of um, 
trying to overturn years of racism. Like, what was it about George Floyd's death when there were so many others beforehand? So mm -hmm. we can't go back and say, well, why didn't the world explode when Trayvon was killed? Like, we can't go back from that. George Floyd, that was the moment. For whatever reason, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. So maybe all of these other murders have happened, but Brianna, that's the one that Oprah just said, enough is enough. Okay. What can I do? Let me, I've never put anybody else on the cover of my magazine. That makes a statement when I do Absolutely. that. I've never erected billboards for anybody. That makes a statement when I do that. Right. I'm just saying, I am not trying to be antagonistic, but I am curious as to why. Why now? Why now? We've had all this stuff happen over all this time. And I'm glad she's doing it now. But I'm just saying, there are three different situations that has occurred during this COVID-19 crisis. You know, what's making her do this all of a sudden? Is it uh, the viewership? Is it the confidence? Does she feel like so. black women or women in general are losing confidence in her because of the Kobe situation with uh, Gail? You know, because I, I remember so. after Gail um, kind of had that thing with Lisa Leslie, it was that she had that tip with mm -hmm. Lisa Leslie? They kind of went, kind of went. To I think that's people looking then, for a reason because people want people want to be mad at Oprah. They don't want to like not her. Mad at Oprah. They want to question her wokeness. And it's like, look, she's done this. Right. She's she's trying to get justice for this young woman. Right. So why why is it in? Why are we trying to figure out the hidden motive? If if putting up billboards and changing the cover of her magazine actually put some traction behind this if mm -hmm. this actually gets us a step closer to justice why are we trying to question the motives like don't we I, want I this to absolutely happen right i agree with you i just i would just like to see her do something with george floyd and Ahmaud arbor but the well. world right. erupted from absolutely. these like there's a tension there there was some movement there was some traction from those incidences there was nothing for yeah. brianna taylor yeah, so what right. what you wanted to you're do? Right. Like the world exploded for George Floyd. What more can Oprah do? The world turned upside yeah, but down. Like you said, the end justice has not been dispersed for either three of them. But it's not just three. How many hundreds how many have there exactly. been? Right. So she she's can't fight everybody's battle. No, she can't. So but she's what I'm saying this right one. now we know of Ahmaud Arbery, we know of Breonna Taylor, and we especially know of George Floyd during this COVID-19 crisis. I think that that would have been very see. disingenuous. Let's put a sign right, up that for all of them. No, Just because they all happen to even, happen around the same time. That don't even sound That's right, very though. disingenuous. Like, it, it mm. makes more sense for someone to just say, you know what, this meant something to me, and I'm going to do it something about but that. But George Floyd didn't mean anything to you. Well, it no, might not have hit her the same way. It might not have hit her the same way. So, your, your son was caught or you had concerns about your son being caught overseas, correct? When the whole mm -hmm. crisis happened, would you have had the same concern and wrote letters and an uproar if it had been somebody else's son? Certain things resonate more with you because they make sense to you. If your son was over there, you would have. You said you would have moved hell and earth to get him back. Yeah, you gonna do that if my son was stuck over there? Yeah, no, no, you wouldn't. Yes, will. I will. It's, not the, it's <laughs> not the same. It's not the same. Let's go to the line. Yes, I will. Herman, thanks for joining the conversation. Herman, you're on air. I, I keep uh, hearing the question, why was George Floyd just so different and why everything exploded uh, uh, with him dying? Because the world was able to watch him die. We're, we're, the world was able to uh, watch this guy 
sit down on this man's neck for over eight minutes. That's why it's different from any other uh, dying of our black people. And, and you know, we don't have to put a light on that like we have to put on a light on the other incidents where we didn't see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's why. That, that Thank you so much sense. for that. Yeah, that does make sense. We we had to witness that. Right. Steven, thanks for joining the conversation. Hey, good evening. How y'all doing? All right. Hey, great. what's up, Steve? Hey, great. You know, to answer the question, why now for Oprah? Because her handlers are giving her permission to do so. Hmm. Um, she obviously must have been given permission to do this, or it would have been done a long time ago. Now, my problem is that she wants to focus on an individual case of injustice. I think in particular, because our sister Brianna was the first responder and was the victim of a police mistake. But at the end of the day, in my opinion, with Oprah's platform, she should deal with the issue of racial injustice as the cup and then start to bring all the cases under that cup. But when you individualize it, it feels good, but it also kind of like um, undermines the bigger picture. Now we're going to focus on this one particular case of injustice versus racial injustice on a whole in America, which is the root cause of all of this matter. Mm-hmm. All right, Stephen, thank you so much for that. I think that we forget, though, sometimes you have to start with the micro. You can't, especially something like racial injustice, you can't fix that with a Band-Aid. Right. It's not gonna, this is a generational thing that has to be corrected. Right. So we have to start somewhere. I didn't hear you yeah. picking on any other celebrities that had I'm picking on all from, of them. I'm picking on all of them. I'm not going to like no, Tanetta's I'm not going to discriminate. Starting with the micro, so even like I have friends, my friend Christopher Lamarck, he wants to, you know, fight food insecurity. So yes, that's a whole big umbrella. Yes, we want people all over the world to have food, mm-hmm. but he can't deal with the world. Let's start with the south side of Chicago. Yes, Yes, people on the west side need food. Yes, people on the north side need food. Mm -hmm. But what can he do with his bit of influence, his bit of resources? Focus on the micro. Let's start with the south side and then eventually, okay, maybe expand to the west. Maybe expand. This could be a national program. But right now, what can you do right now? So, yes, there's a bigger problem. But start with where you are. Okay. Don't try to, don't eat the whole elephant. Elephant. It starts I, with a bite. I'm, I'm with it starts you. with a bite. <laughs> I'm with Absolutely. you. Miss Boltwright, welcome to the conversation on the Kendall Moore Show. Hi, ladies. Hello. Hello. I am a senior, been in show business for years and years. Let's say this. The brothers are tripping. They're going, being very misogynistic mm-hmm. toward Oprah. Number one, she has a right to choose whoever she wants to, just like I. I don't uh, 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 pick it. Uh, I'm 81 years old, but I certainly write letters and Mm -hmm. call people and uh, network with other people, and we design what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. This is one of the things that made the uh, civil rights uh, movement uh, back in the 60s so good and so effective because nobody got out there unless they knew what they were doing. 
and blacks were not putting down blacks. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's all I got to say. Let's love one another. Yes. This is what's happening right now. We seize the time, brothers and sisters. Don't put Oprah down. She's done a lot of things. I personally know this. But you don't hear about everything. Mm -hmm. She mm -hmm. chose. That was her choice. Do not denigrate her choice, please. Thank you so much Thank for you. that. And she has a point there. Yeah. And you I, know I what? The caller before that actually had an interesting point as well about her handlers giving her permission. I don't really like the way that, that <laughs> I don't like. like who are, but who are your handlers when you own yourself? But, but at the same time, she does have some accountability. Yeah. She has some business connections that yeah. she has to be aware of. Mm -hmm. So it would be irresponsible to just go saying anything about anything. She mm -hmm. has her brand. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, I don't, so, yeah, maybe there is some of that influence in the background. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't take away from the fact that she's being very vocal about the thing that she felt comfortable speaking about. Right. Okay, so... Let me just sum up what I'm basically saying. I, I agree with all of you. I'm not trying to be misogynistic with her. So many times we see people jump on bandwagons and they get the attention that they need to, to elevate back up to the certain point where they was, and then you don't see them no more. Basically what I'm saying is I'm, I'm looking at her picking and choosing this, and she does have the right to pick and choose whoever she wants. I'm just hoping that Oprah... I want you to be sincere about it. I don't want you to go away. We need you. People have been looking for you. I know it's a, it's a big responsibility because black people, we hard on each other. But I don't want her yes. to go away. If, if this Brianna, you know, the Brianna Taylor situation comes to, when it comes to a conclusion, it will. Whatever happens to the officers or whatever, I don't want her to say, okay, I've done my, my, my bid. Now I'm going to go away. We need you here all the time, Oprah. Just like Harry Belafonte, just like we need Magic Johnson and Puff Daddy and Michael Jordan's come. We need you. Come on. Come on. You know what I'm saying? We need you to give us the advice as black people like you give everybody else advice. But we need it exclusively. We, we need your image and your leadership, you know, more than your money. And, and that's all I'm saying. Just don't go away when it's open. Well, the beautiful thing about having money is it widens your influence. So, yeah, it yes. does. Yes. It does. She used that money to buy 26 billboards, one yeah. for each year of Breonna Taylor's life. So I mean, that's just powerful. That's Yeah, you yeah. know. So I I'm 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 proud that she's done it. I am a fan, okay? Real, okay, I know I've so had some things to say, but you know what? If you don't question if you don't question uh challenge the people you love, the people you care about, you know, not saying I don't know her, but you know what I'm saying? I I admire her. If you don't challenge them, they'll never kind of reach what they're supposed to do or what you feel they they should be doing, you know? So you got to challenge people. That's okay. all I'm saying. All right. Well, we're going to take one more call before we go to break. Call, you have two minutes. What you got to say to us? <laughs> um, you know, I think something that needs to be very clear is that uh, it's really not up to us to tell anyone uh, what, you know, what they should take on as a cause. Um, in this specific moment, Rihanna Taylor needs this light. Uh, pressure needs to be put on this attorney general for her to get justice. Somebody ran into her house mm -hmm. and killed her. 
um, all this about what what Oprah should do and what so and so should do with their time and their efforts. Uh, those conversations are like going around on a hamster wheel. They don't mean anything. When somebody actually takes the moment to do something, we need to get behind that and push it forward. That's all I have to say. Thank you. All right. Thank, Thank you. you so much for that. We appreciate that input. I, I'm behind her. I am behind her. I just don't want her to go away when this is all over. So I don't want this to. I don't want will. this to be a PR thing. I was asking the question because I wanted <laughs> to get some answers. You know, I could always give you what I think, mm-hmm. but what I think is not uh, law. You know what I'm saying? So I want to hear other people's opinions. I listen to other people, Nella. I care about what Miss Boatwright said. All right. Well, we what gonna, Steve said. We're gonna listen to this commercial break real quick, <laughs> and we'll be right back on the Lit Roundtable. Yep. Getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the next generation. Welcome back to the Kendall Moore Show. I feel like I should put on my nighttime voice. I know, right? We're turning the page. Yes, we are turning the page. So apologies (laughs) to my callers waiting on the line. We are shifting the topic. So we talked about Oprah. Oprah, thank you for your contributions. Even with yes. the naysayers in the room. Thank you, thank you. And well, I'm right. not a naysayer. I'm with Oprah. <laughs> I'm with her. And I just now want her to keep, stay around. We're going to talk about divorce and mm. prenups and celebrities oh. and why are you right. hemming and hawing? We keep talking about Oprah now. <laughs> oh, now, now you want to talk about <laughs> Oprah? Just talk about Oprah. Will, would you sign a prenup before you got married? Uh, if I am a rich man, if I'm if I am a rich man, I would make her sign a prenup. If, if I know, you know what I'm saying? What if she were a rich woman and wanted you to sign? Woman, hey I would probably sign it. Yeah, I'll you sign, sign Yeah, I would sign it. I'm not going to be difficult. You know, I understand. I, I didn't uh, help Halle Berry make her millions, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have, a, we have several high-profile divorces in the news right now, but two notable ones are Dr. Dre and Tracy Morgan. Okay. And with both of them, I'm getting mixed re- reports of whether or not prenups were signed. Do you know if either of them had prenuptial agreements? Uh, Tracy Morgan had a prenuptial agreement that was signed in 2015 prior to him getting married. Now, he had his daughter in 2013 by this young lady, but then he got married in 2015, and she did sign the prenup. So now it's 2020, and they're in the process of getting a divorce right after he's gotten his $90 million from Walmart and being hit with that big old truck. So then she wouldn't be entitled to any of that settlement. Uh, it depends on what year he got hurt and were they married at that time. But surely she's entitled to child support. I'm not an attorney, but I know common <laughs> sense. <laughs> she's going to get that bag with that child support. 
get a little something. And exactly. then Dr. Dre as well. Um, now, that's his second wife, right? I think so. Yeah, that's his second wife. So he had some money where he met her. You know, and, and depending on if they got some kids and stuff. See, to, to me, from what I've heard, and we probably need an attorney to call in, 591-773-591-1690. We probably need an attorney to call in and explain the specifics with that because from the point that they were married and he already had money and he made her sign a prenup mm-hmm. to the point now they're getting ready to get divorced, mm-hmm. what is she exactly entitled to, And especially if she had kids by him as well, and how long were they married? If they were married 20 years, they probably had kids. So she's going to get, well, if the kids are past 18 or 20, she probably not get nothing, but if they're young kids, right? They're gonna get child support. But so all all of the right. chaos begs the question: When should the spouse get some sort of spousal support or child support without having to have the extra documentation? And see, I think for me, that's the conversation to be had because. I mean, and I don't know if these are amicable separations, divorces that are happening, but I would think my partner would want to make sure, you know, that our child is okay, that I'm okay. Like, it shouldn't be a fight. It shouldn't Mm -hmm. be a conversation of, well, does she deserve X, Y, Z? It's like, well, shouldn't he want to give something? Like, why why is it a conversation about deservedness? I mean... Here's the thing, though, Sandra, your partner hates you. and <laughs> But is that the kid. case? That if might not be rich, the case. He might be thinking about That might not be the case. They might the just money. be like, hey, right. we, we, we aren't the same people we were five years ago or 20 years ago or whatever it was. We can't work it out. We don't want to work it right. out. Let's just go do our own thing. Be done. I want to make sure you're straight. I want to make sure our child is straight. In a perfect world, to does, me, does, do, do divorces really end like that? Sometimes they end know, like that. Maybe. Sometimes that's very rare. Sometimes it's very mature. But I guess that's right. rare. <laughs> but why isn't it that this is our money in the first place? Mm. Like we're we're married. We're we're a unit. We are. Look, Will's loosening his collar. It is y'all money. So it's one thing if he was. Like you said, if you were a rich man before you got married. Right. But if this is someone who's been holding you down, raising your kids, taking care of business, helping you build your brand, helping right. you build your empire, why is that your money still? Okay, why isn't so it like your I money said, if y'all had kids prior, if y'all had kids prior and during the marriage, of course, she's going to get child support. You're talking you about already legally, I'm talking about the the communes of marriage. Like we, okay, right. we are one unit. Mm-hmm. Why is it when people get divorced, it's still mine versus yours? Because they, they begin to then backtrack, backtrack. And I'm thinking like most men, you begin to backtrack and realize that the only reason you married her was because she came up to you with that tight dress <laughs> oh, and she no. looked kind of good. And you decided, yeah, not wrong. I'm, I'm going to marry her mm-hmm. now. I love her. And then, now you realize and you backtracking, man, why did I do that? And now you're saying, well, it's my money now. But you should have been thinking about that NBA player. You know, when <laughs> Buffy walked up to you, I know she had a little tight dress and everything. Is that somebody's you know, name? But she didn't have Buffy? no education. I'm pretty somebody? sure she wasn't right. a lawyer or a <laughs> right. doctor or nothing. She was just waiting for you. So now she done dropped, dropped a few kids and, well, you got to pay her definitely child support. Should she get uh, alimony or, or whatever for being? Uh, um, that's that's difficult to say. Maybe she should get a something, but not half. 
but she's going to get child support. Now, if it was somebody that you married, you didn't have any kids, y'all was together for five years or whatever, you already had money. I would probably give you something, but you're not getting half. You're but probably see, not even getting a quarter. That's my it ain't problem. Our money. You giving me money. That's the problem. This is this is Who's our the bread money. Winner? Who's the person is, making all the okay, money? Okay, so you're the breadwinner. That is our decision for me to sit at home and you make the money. So right. now, since it's our decision, how does it get to be your money? But what about if both of them got money? What these movie stars get married? Right. They have money. I mean. I'm pretty sure one of them generally has more money than the other one, but how do they go about it? You know what I'm saying? Do did, did um, Tom Cruise, who's been out here for years, did he keep his money compared to uh, Katie, Katie Holmes? You know, he kept most of his money, but he had a child by her. You know, and, and you know Jamie Foxx came up in there some kind of way, but oh, look. anyway. <laughs> Well, you, know. you know what? Forget it. Just split it down the middle. You know what I'm saying? It, nah, but how do you split <laughs> just, his money split down, down the middle? middle. It's when not his money. he was a star when Katie Holmes Before wasn't a star. He was a star. He did all these movies. He did a fast, no, not fast, up. Time Top to Gun. Uh, Top Gun. He, you know what I'm saying? He did all She was a star movies. in her own right as well. From right. Dawson's she still, Creek. She still she spending Dawson's Creek money. See, Listen. you see how misogynistic no. that sounds just because she, she didn't make as much as him. She was still successful. Let me tell you, Dawson's Creek was a successful show. She probably was five or ten thousand an episode. No. This man was making millions of dollars. I bet you she's still spending Dawson's Creek money. Yeah, she probably so. is if they showing it on TV someplace. Yeah, she yeah. getting a check for it. Now it might not be Top Gun money, but I, I'm sure but she's she, getting a she, nice she check. She got from a child. She has a child by Tom Cruise. So yeah, she's getting. She's gonna get some alimony. She's gonna get some some uh, child support. You know, but I don't know how he figured that out. You know, um, I, I think he, he. I'm pretty sure he gave her something though. It just seems like her. these couples do not know how to split amicably. And, and that's, oh, go ahead. It no. just makes me wonder why are you together in the first place? If you hate each other that much when you split up, how was there ever love there in the first place? Right. It depends on why they split up. Was it infidelity? Did they just get tired of each other? I think COVID is breaking up Dre and, and Tracy Morgan. Wife, you know, because they gotta sit home and look at each other and pay them high. Heat we don't bills. just know so, what everybody right, thinks. What they think? Right. <laughs> this is just what I think. This but that's why my, my thoughts are not canon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you can disagree with me, please. Call in, and disagree with this me. This is why I appreciate like Ike and Tina's story and Tina Turner. You know, by the time they got to the end and they're in the courtroom, and she's just like, "Look, right, all I want is my name. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I don't want to have to fight with my." soon to be ex-husband because now you feel like what I deserve whether I had a child with you or not oh how much is Sandry entitled to you know forget it just give me my name so y'all actually believe in that what you actually believe just give me my name don't give me no money walk away I mean listen it worked out well for her as a man it worked out well for her this is to you ladies y'all better get that bag i don't care about you look your name okay that's cool but get that bag you know you deserve it get it but deserve is about right no no you gonna tell me what i deserve i appreciate your humbleness but i really do think that look if you know you deserve it you know it's your you've been there yeah you know, sometimes peace is just that. more rewarding. You can have you plenty of peace, peace once you get that bag and you can go on that vacation with Horatio, the male stripper. But in the case right. like with Tina Turner, a crazy horse. Right. In the case like with Tina Turner, her name was her bag. 
Right, you know, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She got her bag that way. Get, just give me my name. All right. Well, I, I admire Tyler Perry for putting that out there like that. Y'all, <laughs> y'all done helped out. He helped out a lot of brothers in some capacity. But it's not just <laughs> celebrities, right? You take out, take away the multi millions, right? Mm-hmm. Everyday people fighting over you their peace. Their laundry, their if y'all get furniture. the divorce and then you get half, you get the money or whatever, you you gonna be at peace anyway. Wait, what? If y'all get the divorce and you get part of part of the money earned or whatever that situation is, you gonna be at peace anyway. Maybe, how maybe not. Some people peace? are spiteful. Yeah, yeah. Some people yeah. don't know how to split. Yeah. There might not be any peace. Oh well, it's gonna be a peace though. It's gonna be some peace. You get once it's done, it's done. And then what about, you talking about what about stalking. for the kids? Do it for the kids, right? Yeah, you, yeah, definitely. The kids are involved in this long, drawn-out divorce battle for years and years. They're seeing their parents hate each other. At what point do you just say, you know what? Right. We're going to leave each other for the kids. I think that's just pettiness. In it. And some, nothing should be drawn out that long. Nothing should be drawn out that long. I think if y'all going to get a divorce, just get a divorce. And it's, it's up and done with, you know? Who do you think is the one usually being petty? <laughs> what you is mean, gender-wise? No. <laughs> is it the person with the money not wanting to give it up, or is it the person who's trying to get the money? Who do you think is the one Sometimes that's working Sometimes it would be the harder? person trying to get the money who feel like they ain't getting enough. And the person who has the money is saying, hey, I'm, I'm giving you I'm giving you $90 million. you telling me you want $180 million? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's just some people go in there just to try and drain as much as they can from you, mm-hmm. to try and hurt you. You know, but I'm like this. It's like what they said. Once you make the first million, everything else is okay, right? Because rent, money's going to constantly make money, from what I hear. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what t- t- tell us more, Will. Right, tell you know, us more, Will. I got $100 million, and I give you a $1 million. I'm going to make that $1 million back up anyway if I'm investing or whatever. I got a business. So I might just give you I give you $2 million and just get out of my face. See what I'm saying? But for any rich woman out there that is interested, I will sign a prenup. Uh. Just, hey, 591-1690. So you're going to just marry West her just because. Westside Will. Westside Will. Come get him. Well, hey, Will, I, hold that thought. We have Will on the line. All right. Will, welcome to the conversation. Uh, good evening. Good evening to all of you. Good evening. Good evening. My name's sake. Mm-hmm. All right, my brother. Uh, look here. When they, when they sign a prenup, that's prenuptial. Nuptial is marriage. It's before you get married. They're not entitled to anything you had before they got married. But all that you acquire during the marriage, they can have. They're entitled to have. Mm-hmm. Now, Dre and his wife or whatever, when they, uh, Dre didn't have that billion dollars before they got married. He acquired that afterwards. So that girl is entitled to half of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And that they was married for a while. Before. Yeah, right. She's going to get her portion of that, and plus they got children, I think. Uh, but but pre, uh, I mean, when you sign a prenup, that just excludes the money that you had and the property that you had before you got married. Mm-hmm. But all that you acquired during the marriage is up for grabs. Y'all, mm-hmm. y'all got to split that. That's why Absolutely. when you rich, thank you, Will. That's why when you rich and you get married to somebody and she makes you go out and buy that other house or them two other houses because she's in the end. She's going to get <laughs> both of them if she don't get one Dang. of them. <laughs> but that's kind of what happened with uh, Adele. She got most of her money after the fact. So mm. now does her husband get half? 
She got most of her money after, after the, the marriage. Yes, she, she became got the big the they were married. Right. They was married though. Yeah. They so does that go both he ways? He was there with the he struggle. He gets half. It's not just a well. Sherry Shepard, uh, Chicago uh, uh, homegirl, Sherry Shepard. Um, uh, she recently went through a divorce five years ago with her her husband, and she's paying him. Uh, what's that alimony? All right. And he well, has a child. He's getting child support. Let's hear a little bit more about that after the break. Yep. Getting you from your work week to your weekend. It's Kendall Moore Radio for the Next Generation. Welcome back to the Kendall Moore Show on a Friday night. It's lit. Yeah. That was Jagged Edge with the only good song they ever made. No. Wait, no. I'm a J.E. fan. I'm a okay. J.E. fan. Don't do them. Do not do them It was like a good that. song, but they harmony is they usually got hit. off. They got hit. No. Mm-mm. Uh-oh. No. We're Uh-oh. not going down that rabbit hole. So who's your favorite group then, Della? My Ooh. favorite group? I don't I don't I don't one know who my favorite group I is, like but in that era, though, I like Drew Hill. Drew Hill, oh, yeah. yeah. Drew Hill has some Drew music. Hill and, and they actually could do good harmony. They had yes. one good album, maybe two. What, no. I saw them perform They live. had a whole they catalog. Hot, they no. They had a whole right. catalog. Did they, they have got, a whole catalog? Yes, they no have a whole catalog. Yes, Drew mm. Hill is Multiple it. albums. Okay. Multiple Absolutely. albums. So jumping back to, into the conversation, we have Joan on the line. Welcome to the Kendall Moore Show. Yes, I think if I had money as a rich person, I would not marry a person that did not have this, the same amount of money or made the same amount of money that I did. Mm. So when you have money, you have to really think. Mm. And in a way, I think that marriage is really now seems to be only for poor people. Because really there's not too much money involved with poor people. Interesting. It it might be resources. It might be a house. 
might be something small like that, but not a whole lot more. It's not too much. Thank you for that, Joan. And that's an interesting point. But there's so many dynamics to that, though, because what if you both have money and somebody loses it? Or you both right. have money and somebody gets more money. So it really goes back to the essence of what she was saying and who you choose to marry. I think people don't put enough thought into who they choose as their life partner. Yeah. Like yeah. you said, a, a big button, a smile. <laughs> Here goes the ring. NBA players, man, NFL, you know, they be like, hey, you know, that's what it comes down to. But, mm-hmm. you, you know, how often, I, mean, I know I've heard the whole equality thing, that person has what you have. You know, how often do you really see that? How often does that really happen? Is that really realistic that you'll meet somebody who has the exact same thing that you have? Because nine times out of ten, if you meet somebody, to me, this is my opinion. If you meet somebody who has the same thing that you have, one or the other person is thinking they, they can do better. They want something more. You know what I'm saying? And so hopefully they, we will you know strive to get more. Right. You know what I'm saying? And get more together. Right. Please. And that's in the ideal society. That's an old school thinking. Don't get me wrong. I agree with that. But I'm just saying, is that realistic in today's individual society? Maybe not. But generally speaking, you hang out with people who are like you. Right. So if you're hanging out in the same circle, you're more likely to meet people who are of your status. Yeah. But what that's what kind of what I'm saying, though, if if they are of your status, do are they actually going to like want you? Or are they going to it's you know, so you're saying they're going to want someone with more money. I I think that sometimes the men too. I feel like that. Yeah, the men definitely the men. (laughs) Really, definitely the men. They trying to get the bag too. Uh, Men out here gold digging too. Sherry Shepard's husband. We were talking about this before we went to her ex husband. She's Sherry Shepard from Chicago, former host of The View. She went through a divorce with her husband, and he's getting the. He has custody of the child, and she's paying child support. She's paying some money to him. She's paying probably. Three hundred and fifty thousand, half a million, or something like that. That's she's paying insane. a lot of money a year. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And he's just chilling. I'd mm-hmm. rather just give somebody a lump sum than have to pay yeah. spousal support. I'm and not, I think I'm lowballing right, him. Right. I think he's I getting more than you. that. And then uh, Jennifer Hudson, her husband uh, David Otunga, he's a stay-at-home mom. I think he he's got a stay-at-home dad. mom. Dad. Dad. He's stay-at-home dad. I'm sorry. That's that stay-home, stay-at-home dad thing is new to me. But what I'm saying is, there she went to ju- to court to try and get a get the judge to make him get a job, but he is a Harvard trained lawyer from Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, he could easily go get him a job. He mm-hmm. says he's working though. He says he he's an agent for people. Oh, but wow. you know, she married somebody even though he didn't have what she has in resources financially. Mm-hmm. He has the smarts. So, so maybe he was doing uh, what Naya was talking about. Maybe what? he was stacking up the whole time. Was you think he, he has a secret up? bank account? Well, he was a wrestler, and he did some And he did reality show. TV. Reality so he probably TV. had him, but he don't got her type of money because she's you, paying him now. I think she's paying him. Do you think the spouse that is not the breadwinner should be keeping a stash somewhere? Uh, I think it's good for everybody to have a have your own, your own stash. money. Have for sure. the, have the family stash that y'all have together, and then you have your own in case you want to go hang out with the boys, and have them drinks, and she ain't got to be telling you what you do with this. I'm like, hey, right. I was well, at the bar with ordering, the fellas. If you want to be ordering stuff off of Amazon, yes, you gonna be yes. ordering off Amazon, and he gonna be at the bar with the fellas, right? You know, yeah. having the hot wings and all. Oh, that's that. the story he's gonna tell. I was with the guys at the bar. <laughs> Well, he was really with, he was really with 
Buffy. <laughs> Mm. Mm. Here we go, Buffy yeah. with the big button, the smile. Mm. We already know, Will. We on to you. Now I'm just saying that's generally how it is. Yeah. So have your have your own bank account and have the, family, the spouse, the, the family, the joint bank account. You know. So when you want to go out, hang out with the boys, you know what I'm saying, y'all. Or yeah. in case of emergency, or in case of divorce, you're not left penniless. Well, we don't think right. about divorce. You should. Yeah. Why not? No, I don't think you should think about all the different scenarios. Uh, you know, I don't know about that. That's like driving and expected to get in a, in and a car And guess what? Cash. That's why we have insurance. If you think about divorce. <laughs> oh, yes. okay. That, that's a woman thing. <laughs> I think that's a woman thing. I got to be a little misogynist it. right there. You, okay. Lord. Yeah. At I, least I don't think, I don't WVON, think men, you heard it. He men said do it not on the get air. married He's to get divorced. I think women... When they get married today, they get married to go through the motions. And they, you what? know what I'm saying? And they are risking it all, you know, to just go through the motions. They get the white dress. They no. get all this. And then they can say later that they had a wedding. Such generalizations. Guys get married to get married. We know it's not going to be perfect. We know we're not perfect. But trust me, man, look. we For us, it's like we're not in it just to wear the tux and to have my, my, my groomsmen and all that. Y'all into that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Y'all just, Who is y'all? Because I actually don't even women. want a wedding. And I'm a woman. I don't even want a wedding. I just want a happy marriage for okay. till death do us part. That's okay. what I want. Where, where'd that dark cloud come from over you? Oh, wow. <laughs> where'd that come from? Is, this, is it storming in here? It's not storming. Okay. I'm, I'm actually well, always thinking nice it rained on. Just because I challenge his right. perspective. No, no, I'm just saying, you know, women want the wedding. They don't necessarily want the marriage. Guys, we get in the marriage. We say we want the marriage. We want to stick with the marriage. Right. Some men don't want the marriage either. They just want the check mark. Oh, I got a wife. Because no, I don't know about I that. Need, why I need, why I'm a need partner a and a just, firm. I don't need a, a, a will. Well, well, it's time for us to get out of here. We can talk about this forever. I'm about right. to go buy me a white dress since all I want is the right. wedding. Watch out, and guys. And we're going to check y'all next week on the Kendall Moore Show. <laughs> Generation Radio with Kendall Moore, WVON, AM 1690. Let's talk about it. Come on. New Generation. Kendall Moore Talk Radio, WVON, AM 1690. Streaming live from the web, WVON.com. Let's talk about it. What's up?